Hey, it's Brennan Gennetti. And I'm Devin O'Haran. And you are listening to Music You're Missing. And we are so excited to bring you Stephen Day. Yes, we are. Stephen Day is currently in Nashville. Devin, how would you describe his sound? It's kind of like funky, low-key. Okay, well, at first I would say it's a singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. But now with his newest release, Ride, I'm... I don't really know. Like, he's kind of just doing whatever he wants. And so I'm really excited to talk to him about that. Yeah, so he just dropped a new track called Ride. He's gearing up for a new album, and the album is called The Shapes I'm In. And his upcoming tour is also called The Shapes I'm In Tour. So he's got a whole lot of stuff going on. He had a whole bunch of stuff get canceled due to COVID. I'm just excited to see, like, where he is mentally right now, because I can only imagine he's, like, at an all-time high. Oh my gosh, completely. So you can check out Ride on top of the music you're missing Spotify playlist right now. You can also check his face, not only (laughs) on this TV, but on the cover of what, Devin? The music you're missing playlist. And while you're checking things out on your phone, you might as well toss us a follow. Our Instagram is music you're missing and you can find our link tree with all of our fun little, little ads in the bio. We tried to make it easy. But we did. We tried to make it easy. Yeah. Anyways, this let's is our bring least favorite in. part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just get Stephen Day on the line. How's it going, Stephen? What is going on, y'all? I'm so happy to be here. We're so happy to have you. Of course, you know, like clockwork, we had you joined the Zoom and we had an issue connecting to the Zoom because it's just time. kind of our mo. Just every time we have someone connect to the Zoom, there's always an issue. It's always, always something. Uh, But anyways, uh, how are you feeling right now? (laughs) Because you've got some major stuff coming your way. You got a new track, Ride, dropping on the 18th. By the time this comes out, I'm sure it'll already be out. You have the Shapes I'm In tour and a new album on the horizon. How are you feeling? Like, world's finally back open. Man, I am feeling so excited, Um, overwhelmed. It's kind of like, it's almost like, when you hear you have a tour booked, you know, everybody had tours booked at one point and then it was suddenly like you weren't going on the tour you had booked. And so now it's like, oh, you, I have a tour booked and there's this feeling inside of me of like, maybe it's not going to happen because I've heard that before, you mm-hmm. know, but but now it's like things are cruising and people are out and about at least where I am. I don't know. Are you, where are you guys? We're in Boston. Boston. Okay. So, so I'm in Tennessee and it's like people are vaccinated and shops have been like, you know, if, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. So it's like every time I pull on a door handle, it's like, wait a second, I need to get my mask. You know, there's like this immediate yeah. thought of, but as of right now, it seems like things are moving towards a tour happening in the fall, which we've got booked and it was, yeah, I'm so excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause so I tour um, for a branch of Live Nation and I was pulled off the road. So I completely understand that the feeling on hesitation being like, is this tour actually going to go on? Because mm-hmm. I was booked for a tour since 2019 and it just got pushed back to like 2020. But then right. you're set to go back out again and you're like, am I going to jinx it? What's going on here? But it's real this time. But it's real. Like I literally have a friend in the UK and he just sent me a picture of his tour bus. And I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> th- like this is real life. It's yeah. not, it's not a joke. No one's fucking around. Like we're actually going back out on the road. And I think for you to have a tour in the fall, there's a million possibilities. And it's so, and that's so exciting. Cause it's finally something mm-hmm. to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, I, I, originally when we had it 
uh, scheduled out for the fall this year, there was still the thought of like, that might be too early, you know, which is still crazy to think that, you know, even a few months ago, it was, we were still like, I hope, I hope that happens, you know, (laughs) (laughs) literally. So you actually were gearing up for another tour when, when COVID came around and then you had to cancel it. I'm sure that was, that was like your, your first headlining tour, right? Yeah, that was going to be the first headlining tour. Yeah. Ever. I had done some opening and I had done, I had done headlining, headlining stuff like one-offs and yeah. opened for bands across the country, but that was going to be like the first, what felt like a, sort of like a debut headlining tour. Yeah. So I can't imagine <laughs> hearing that news or, you know, brings you much joy. I'm sure it probably, you know, did the opposite. What went through your mind? Like when you hear that news that you have to cancel your tour, did you, did you also move back home that I hear? No. So, so I've been in Nashville now for six years. I grew up in Georgia and, um, I've been here for about six years. And when that, when the news came, it was, I mean, it was just sort of like, I, it wasn't, I wasn't even upset at first there. I just couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. There was like, there was like some sort of element to it that just seemed so fake. Like (laughs) it was like this moment of like, Oh, the world can stop. And I feel like that, that was a perspective shift for everybody. Right. Yeah. It was kind of like, it was kind of like everybody in, in a split second was like, Oh, this can happen. This is, this is something that can happen. This is, I I didn't even, I couldn't fathom that this could happen, you know? So I, it took me, I think I probably spent like a week or two just sitting in that, like, no way, no Mm -hmm. way this is going to happen. And then once it hit me, obviously I was sad, but it was just kind of like, I was sad about the tour, but I just, it was still a disbelief almost. It was like a sadness. Everybody had this sadness, I feel like for the whole world yeah i don't know no i agree i think that was something i even struggled with too is like of course i miss out on opportunities but it's like everyone did so anytime that i would feel a little sad about something i'd be like everyone's going through this like do i have a right to feel that way like i do but i don't it was just like this whole weird feeling and i think you know talking to people in music it it seems like we kind of all had that similar experience of like fuck like this is like long lasting and we have no kind of sight of when it's going to end. I feel like people just also didn't really know how to act because (laughs) they were like, oh yeah, it's going to open up in two weeks and then for the summer and then the fall and just kept getting pushed back. Like it still doesn't feel real. Like I just feel like I'm living like, especially now. I mean, it's fake. The transition to like normal life happened super quickly. And that for me yeah. is, is something I'm having a hard time with <laughs> is like, I went to a Red Sox game. We're in Boston the other day. And I was like, I'm not like comfortable here, not because of COVID, but I just haven't been around this many people in so long. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's sort of wild. It's kind of like, I feel the same way about touring. It's kind of like, can, can I even remember, remember how to do this? Yeah. You'll get, get up back on stage up and just be like, uh, sorry guys, give me a second. <laughs> It'll be like riding at. a bike. You'll yeah, just be yeah. able to get back up there and do it up. I hope so. Well, something I think that's going to be interesting for you, and you know, this song "Ride," it's a complete sonic changeup, uh, at least from your your previous stuff. So, yeah. is that that's going to affect you know your live performances then? 
Totally. This, I mean, this album, so uh, the pandemic has been wild for me. So after that original sort of like anxiety of like disbelief of the pandemic starting and then being sad about the tour not happening, my manager was pretty quick to be like, hey, you've got to make more music. And I was kind of like, really? Already? I was about to tour an album I just made. Mm -hmm. And so... I made, I just ended up making so much music during this time and it's all so different and it's also exciting to me. It's like so many different kinds of genres like blending together and just, I just really feel like I've like tried so many new things and I'm like risking some, some parts of myself in a really fun way. Do you think you would have taken that trajectory uh, without this whole like being forced to? Absolutely not. Yeah. That <laughs> seems like that's a weird silver lining of the whole thing. Absolutely not. I can't um I can't imagine. I mean, I learned so much and I also like I self-produced the EP that came out um in the fall and then this album my I guess friend now, he was, you know, somebody I admired at the time, a producer named Micah Talks produced the album that's coming out in august and i just can't believe it i've been so inspired and like have ended up creating things that i really love yeah i kind of actually want to bring it back to original songs and sounds just because uh i know we've been talking about COVID a lot but that is definitely like a born from the pandemic it's your first self-produced uh ep and it's also very vulnerable and uh you know not so you know a beat like like ride what's the energy like now being at a place of of normality and kind of controlling this new you when you can finally open up to the world again sure yeah i i think the energy of original songs and sound was it was really just like as you said it was born of the pandemic and so i and also the it just feels like such a time stamp Mm -hmm. to me because i i would never have imagined putting something out that i self-produced because before that project i hadn't done anything (laughs) i had like messed around in garage band in high school you know Mm -hmm. and so some of my like peers in the music industry have like really over the years you know you run into people and they're like oh i self-produced my stuff and it's like you listen to it and you're like really this is amazing and so it felt i felt super vulnerable making that because i was like i don't know the tricks i don't know i don't know the tricks of the trade i like don't know how to do this but i'm going to do it and i feel like i did it knowing that i'd have I don't want to say the excuse later on that I like made it during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? No. But yeah. hundred percent. It freed me to do that. Yeah. Which, which I feel like a lot of people in a lot of different realms experienced that they felt like they were freed to do something they hadn't done before. That's in a really, uh, that's a that's really it. amazing point to, to be honest. I think that's something we've all experienced too. Is just like, like you said, 
it didn't feel real. And when you're going through something that doesn't feel real, a lot of lines get blurred. And like <laughs> my perception of reality was like my goals and everything changed. So it was yeah. really cool to kind of experiment with my career and things I did in my free time. Uh, and it's clear, obviously, you know, you did too. And, and it just so ended up turning into something that was streamed millions of times. <laughs> um, so I guess we spent our time a little bit differently. Uh, but, you know, it, like you said, definitely born from the pandemic, but on ride, you sing the lyrics. And I, I personally just as like a listener of your music felt like it was kind of like a goodbye to the original songs and sounds Bad anxiety had to roll the dice. Don't let that kind of thing keep you up at night. It's no good to hold it inside complete different energy, like almost an yeah. inverse. And I just thought that was really cool to be like the first track to come out since. Right. This, I feel like this record for me, that's coming out, which so it's called the shapes i'm in and it's funny because it's like we announced the tour before announcing the album and we just announced the tour as the shapes i'm in tour and i feel like at that point people didn't know i was going to put out another album so like as i'm like starting to release stuff it's like oh i didn't know he's going to put out more music but i like have i'm 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 sort of like as i'm talking to you guys realizing that i have another album plus original songs and sound plus guess i'm grown out to play on the road this fall and i mm -hmm. just don't know what i'm gonna play <laughs> so much music um but it is it was like a total like energy shift because it was kind of like i don't know music to me i feel like there's there's importance to sitting in or like resonating with sadness and with like depth mm -hmm. but but that's not all music is about you know it's about bringing people out of that as well and so i think <clears throat> so i think for me this record was like i want to meet the people where they're gonna be at exiting a pandemic you know it's like there's there's just a little more party to that <laughs> <laughs> You know, I 100 percent like, agree with you. I mean, just yeah. look outside the window. It's like everyone is is happy to be out and is clearly on a on a higher energy. So it's nice that you have the the power and freedom to to meet them. Yeah, I I mean, I I ended up with the songs and registering that later on. If that makes sense, it's not like I sat down and I was like, this is gonna be the song that they listen to right <laughs> after the pandemic's over and. You know, it's it's like I didn't I didn't I didn't plot it out like that and I'm so glad I didn't because it feels way more on target that way. I think that's really cool though because I think we see a lot of um like the genre that you had is very like specific and niche and the people that listen to it um you know, they, they definitely listen to a lot of other artists in that genre. And I feel like when you are an artist in that genre, specifically on the marketing or business side of it, you often get pigeonholed to that uh, and you can't really branch out. So that's sort why of I, like I, sort of like singer songwriter. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was really cool because Ride, it's the only track that we've heard off the new album. It, it it's it is more upbeat and it's more funky, but it still is you like it still has. You can tell it to you. Yeah with like the lyrics and everything just because it's a different beat doesn't mean that it's not yeah. a typical singer songwriter, which I think is really nice. Yeah. I appreciated seeing someone relatively early in their career, which is something also that I'll get to after, but it was, it was cool to see some relatively early in their career do a sonic change up, but still kind of like have, have found their sound. 
Mm, wow, that's that's really kind. <laughs> of course, but you know, being you young, that that's something I want to talk about because we're the same age. You're you're 25, correct? Yes. All right, yes. we're 24, 23, right? Yeah. I just always have to double check. I hate that I'm older than you. Um, but I was listening to an interview with you, and uh, it was actually with Alan Stone, who you got to collab with, which is so cool. Um, yeah. And they're really honing in on the fact that you are young. And I thought that was really interesting because for like a singer songwriter actually, you know, pursuing it professionally, sure you're young, but then we talked to like all these TikTok kids who are like 17 and I feel so yeah. old. So I was just wondering like your thoughts on just like age in the music industry and, and how you feel like, do you feel young or now that it's like your second release, do you feel like a, I, a vet? I don't feel young. I mean, I think I feel, well, two sides to that. I feel like. I don't feel like a 17-year-old TikToker. Um, but, but I think a lot of those kids are making really cool music, you know? And so I feel, I feel older, to the, older than them, but I still feel like I can be involved in, in what's going on at a really, like, basically, like, I don't feel I'm at, I'm at the age where I'm like, ah, oh, I can't hang. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like I'm still on the cusp of, like, listening to certain things that that are on the scene. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, I'm... And especially as a singer-songwriter, I feel like that's where I... I think I always want to be considered a singer-songwriter, but I also want to be... A singer-songwriter used to be guy with a guitar, mm-hmm. you know? And he was Jack Johnson, and he was... Or a guy with a piano, Gavin DeGraw. You know, these guys, when streaming happened, they, like, fell off the map, basically, because streaming just, like... And it was also a generation shift. But these are people that, like, I grew up listening to, and I still love their music to this day. They're not who I'm listening to all the time. But I just feel like... I don't think singer-songwriter is done, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like... I feel like singer-songwriter just... Oh, is that a race car? <laughs> We're literally in like a soundproof room, so that's just a testament to how loud that motorcycle was. <laughs> uh, funny, that is funny. Um, yeah, I just don't think it's done. I just think it just needs to like shift, just like everything is shifting. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's like songs are still the most important thing in music. Like people want a story, people want a vibe but they don't want to vibe without the story you know what i'm saying like so to me it's important to like match those two together and with this album that i'm putting out in the fall or late summer is just my attempt at putting pop songs in different pockets of music and seeing if people can understand what i'm doing if that makes sense and like if not understand if they resonate Mm -hmm. because, because I think it's definitely palatable. Like I, I, you know, was writing pretty, um, hopefully like simple to, to receive kinds of songs on a first listen basis, which I think is pop music. You know, it's like one listen, you're like, I like it or I don't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That actually brings up an interesting point because the track ride, it's not officially out right now as we're talking. So I'm wondering, like, are you nervous to put it out and to see people's reaction? I've, this is, that is such a good question. I've (laughs) never been, 
Wow. I don't, I haven't thought about that yet. Uh (laughs) (laughs) We're bringing up a lot of topics that all this music in one concert, you got to start writing this down. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Exactly. I feel like I've never been more nervous, but also more comfortable in my skin. So, so maybe it's not nerves where I feel like when I used to release music, it'd be like, man, I hope people like it. Mm -hmm. I'm now especially with this album it's like it feels like the end product was so close like it is what i thought it was going to be like in my head which is super cool like micah talks took my project took my songs and like elevated them with his skill and like just gift he has a gift and um I think that's why I'd, I don't want to call it nerves because the song ride is what I think it is. And it's and to, in my head, it's like people are either going to love it or hate it. And that's fine with me. You know, I feel like at the end of the day, as long as you like it, you have to be your own biggest fan mm-hmm. and people, I'm sure people will like it. That's not an issue, but it just, whether or not you're happy with the project and you know that you can make more music this way and kind of change it up if you want to. For sure. I think if there's like that, even a level of anxiety with the release, like immense anxiety, then I think it's going to impact like your future decisions. So it is really important to kind of have that head on your shoulders where it's like, whatever, you know, (laughs) if if people don't like, it's like, whatever I do. Like, and I think that's like the hardest fucking thing to hone in on, whether you're an artist, fucking podcaster, like anything, it's like really coming to terms with like, this is your work, be proud of it. And that is really all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes and I'm sure people will feel the way they feel, but I'm, I'm just so pumped on it. Well, heck yeah. We're, we're so stoked uh, so to listen to the rest of the album. We've got to ask now that the tour is coming up, what are you most looking forward to? Are you going to like do anything fun in any of the stops? Um, honestly, like tour is such a foreign. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm, I'm, ex- I haven't even like gotten my band together. Like, I just, I got to get rolling, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to come up quick. I'm telling you. <laughs> I know like doing this podcast, I'm like, oh man, like we're, we're moving. Yeah. This know? is kind of like <laughs> the start of it too. Like you're, you're yeah. on, you're on press game right now. Exactly. So I, I'm, I mean, I love, I love the part of tour. I was actually at, um, Waffle House the other night. Heck yeah. I'm jealous. I was, and I was thinking about how it just made me think of tour because I feel like a lot of times like late night food stops when you're like with a band, it's just like becomes this necessary beast where you're like, <laughs> it gets, you know, it gets to be like the witching hours of like the wee hours of the morning. And you're like, man, I can't go to bed unless I get a Waffle House waffle. <laughs> to bring me to bed <laughs> he speaks the truth it's that's like a, all i have to say it's the new melatonin yeah well that's exciting i i, I noticed that boston wasn't on the list but we'll, we'll catch you next time i it's not i i wonder if it well, i think we're trying to get a show there oh i think well i let me ask you guys a lot of the venues shut down right yeah yeah but yeah. they're opening back up 
slowly. Yeah. So the, the company that we do this podcast for actually owns a bunch of venues. Um, so they're starting to open and starting to book uh, now. Ooh. Hey, if you want to give them a shout out for me, <laughs> my, my manager and booking agent, we're, we are we are like, we are not opposed to Boston. Yeah. Hey, okay. Like it was just, it was just the, I think some of the venues that would be appropriate for my touring capacity, you know, mm-hmm. like some of the smaller clubs just were out of business, sadly. Yeah. And so if you guys have a, have a word to, to send on, I have no problem with that. Hey, say no more, Stephen Day. We got you. Yeah. And we have like the audio recording. We'll just cut this clip and send it to our <laughs> boss. Yeah. Um, um our state of emergency like literally just lifted yesterday. So I think things are going to actually start to be opening. Like, yeah, soon. for sure. And there were some venues around here that people said were out of business, but are actually open like the Middle East. We, I did have false. Rep- I personally <laughs> spread fake news on this podcast about the Middle East closing. So I apologize. Yeah. Well, I think that's where I was going to play. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And and they are open or they're. They there. are open. We need to uh, call them and make sure we got all of your information <laughs> yeah yeah no but for real they are open I, I actually saw a couple shows um booked out i think for like october october yeah okay it's good timing shit's finally right. alive. sweet yeah you guys are my in so <laughs> i love that all right well, well we'll definitely stay in touch then um all right Stephen day we wrap up all of our interviews just by asking what are some of your goals for the near future is this like music is it is it personal Personal music music. whatever you want wow man that's a big question Um, i kind of like the personal goals it gets it lets us like inside of who the real steven day is wow uh this is maybe a lighter goal (laughs) gonna be a tough one for me though i used to eat like gummies you know like like lifesaver sour gummies. <laughs> I was thinking about edible marijuana, but like, okay. like edible, edible. No, not edible. Okay, so like, lifesaver like, gummies. We're talking. We're talking sugar here. Okay, okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. They're so good, and I just gotta stop, man. It's just, <laughs> when you eat a whole bag of those, you feel bad. You feel bad about yourself. So, um, that's one. Um, if that's what you're looking for, I'm, I gotta, I just love them. So especially on the road, that's maybe, maybe that's what it is. Like mm. Maybe that's what made me think of it. It's like when I'm on a long drive and you pass a Seven Eleven, <laughs> you know, they've got like gummy bears in there. So I just got to switch to like a York peppermint patty or something, <laughs> you know? Like, just go ahead and jump on the grandma train. No, I'm sorry. Honestly, I don't know. I feel like, what? what is the difference between the two? They're both candy. Just let yourself have the gummies. <laughs> no, no, no. I got I got the difference for you. Ready for this? Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. You can only eat one York peppermint patty before the next one tastes bad. Okay. That wow. is a very valid point. <laughs> you got and me there. When I, when I figured that out, I was like, this is the out. This is the out of the sugar addiction. <laughs> I hate that in my head. I was just like, yo, I'm really going to start doing that. Like, that's a that's a brilliant idea. Thank you for that. I just love that that was your goal. I just, I can, I and will never recover from that. you thought about that before, too. Yeah, oh man, I've been working on it for, like, since I was probably 16, you know? When you like, when you like candy, it feels like it never goes away, you know? Mm. I do this thing where I'll buy, um like healthy alternatives to dessert, but then I'll just 
binge eat the shit out of them. So like I'll buy, so I'll you're buy like, like oh these, it's actually healthy. Yeah, what are they called? Like medjadol dates or something. And I literally eat all of them, and oh, I like mix it with yeah. peanut butter, and I'm like, I this is equivalent to like four Snickers. Like this isn't healthy at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I can't relate. Uh, Devin doesn't like like candy or ice cream. Okay, the only thing I like is um, the Reese's eggs. And the um, so during Easter and like Halloween, I will go and get like the big bags and I will just sit in my car and eat them. Like I think I went through a bag of like 20 in like two days (laughs) during Easter and I've never felt so unwell. So I completely understand your sugar issue. Yeah, do you like them better than the cups? Oh, so much better. I don't know if something's about, like, something is about them. No, it's popular opinion. I think so, too. There's, um, maybe they're softer. Like, sometimes the cups have this, like, crisp edge. And sometimes you want that, but the eggs, you know, are like. They're just so good. They're more, like, pillow-esque. They're so, like, my addiction got so bad that I tried to make them at home. When I could not get them at the store anymore. Was it a success? No, it was so bad. I couldn't even yeah. eat them. Because I didn't realize that you had to put like salt in the peanut butter. And I'm curious so how you messed it up. There. Well, you got you to gotta think like Reese's or something like Coca-Cola. They probably hold that ingredients like. I know. In some safe somewhere. Dude, like, you know you know who makes a good homemade Reese? Mama Janetti. My mother. Can and she make me the egg You know what she does? Ones? Here's the trick. is She puts a shit ton of um, powdered sugar in peanut butter, and then she heats it. So the peanut butter that you're using is actually just really sugary, and it almost becomes like powdery. And then you dip it in chocolate. I literally need that. I need wow. the recipe or for her to make them for me. She'll because definitely that would have solved all my issues. I'll text her right now, and she'll have them done for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, Steven, thank you so much for calling in. I, you know what? One more thing I do want to say is your cover of um, Glenn Campbell's um, Southern Nights is so <laughs> amazing, dude. I, for some reason, too, like, I don't know why I've been really listening to that song a lot lately. And I don't know. It's just like really hitting me hard lately. It's amazing. Glenn Campbell's one of my favorite artists. Dude. Okay. That's awesome. So I... I like my dad growing up was a DJ, which is so weird. Cause like you never would know. Um, but I like got all of his vinyls and Glenn Campbell for some reason, cause he doesn't listen to country music. I have so many Glenn Campbell, Campbell vinyls. So that's even how I know him. Didn't listen to country music, just Glenn Campbell. Um, and I heard your rendition of that. I was like, damn, this is so good. You need to drop a full version. Dude. I, that, that, thank you. That's, that song is amazing. I, you yeah. did it justice for real. Thank you. I appreciate that. He's <laughs> he's such a legend. He like took I could go on and on about him. He like did country, he did pop and kind of just like did all of it. He was Rhinestone Cowboy, correct? Yeah, yeah. That's a fucking <laughs> I that is an iconic song. I Legendary. especially like back in the day like that just like I don't know, just like pop the pop branding met country and I think that's just a really fascinating thing especially for way back when. Yeah, totally. Totally. All right. Well, Stephen Day, thank you so much for calling in. Sorry for our silliness. This was so fun. It was really fun. We'll definitely stay in touch. Um, and for real, we'll reach out about um, the venues and we'll keep in touch with the manager about when this comes out. And we're so stoked to listen to the new album. Thank you guys so much for having me. I wish I was seeing him when I was in Nashville because honestly, he just seems so fun and I'm so excited to see what he has next. I know. You should like DM him, see if he has like link up. Creepy.
I don't like that. <laughs> See, I don't think that's creepy. I think it's fun. He would definitely know like what to show you. And he could sing you some Glenn Campbell. No, just the way that you said it. But anyways, <laughs> he was great. I'm so excited for the album and the tour is going to be insane. Definitely. Truly like a monumental moment for him. I just think it's really cool to talk to someone who like I really resonated with his release that came out during COVID. Just like really vulnerable and like i was in the same space that he was in when he put it out and now i'm in the same space that he's in when he is putting his new stuff out so i'm excited to see for like on a selfish reason like i'm excited to have some some new anthems really well honestly i feel like there's just so many people like you and him that can relate to that. Devin says I look like him. I did. <laughs> I was sitting here with him on the computer, Brendan, and then him on the screen. And I was That's like, there's just three, like, somewhat Brendan, Stephen Day lookalikes. And I'm so uncomfortable by true. it. If I wasn't in, like, my UPS uniform right now, I, I guess I could see that. I wish I could pull off a mustache, to be honest. If I don't have my beard... Jeepers creepers, that's all I have to say. <laughs> uh, anyhow, you can check Ride, which is Stephen Day's newest track, on top of where? The Music You're Missing playlist. His face is on the cover. You can follow him on social where, Devin? You can find him at Hey Stephen Day on Instagram. And you can find us at Music You're Missing on Instagram. We have a link tree in the bio. You can find links to every damn thing. That is it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We're really bad at intros and outros, so bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>